What is shaking, everybody? This week's episode of the podcast is proudly presented to you by GolfGuide.net, a purveyor of discounted greens fees to golf courses all over Northern California, a few in Southern California, uh, Oregon, and Nevada. And when you go to GolfGuide.net and purchase a greens fees voucher, use the promo code GGPODCAST, that's GGPODCAST, and save 10% on any purchase of $25 or more. That's GG Podcast for the promo code. All you got to do is spend 25 bucks, which, again, I mean, you pretty much only have to buy one certificate to, to most courses to, to meet that threshold, and bam, extra 10% off. And by the way, they're already discounted 20 to 70% off to begin with. So let get an extra 10% off that when you use the promo code GG Podcast at checkout. Golfguide.net. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's get to it, everybody. Another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Bam. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Serlo, joined by my lovely boat of a co-host, Mr. Jess Stemak. Boat, it has been a couple weeks since we uh, had the pleasure of podcasting together, but we are back once again, and some delightful topics in the golf world to go over, and also a couple of questionable and also entertaining things happening in the the world of sport outside of golf, football, baseball. It's it's been an exciting week, my friend. It has been. It has been. Ready to dive in. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. Well, if that's the case, let's just... Let's just jump right into it in terms of golf. We are just a few hours away from the start of the Mayakoba Classic down south of the border, uh, the PGA Tour reconvening. Uh, Matt Kuchar is the defending champion, and uh, this is a one-year reunion of Matt Kuchar getting his first victory, uh, I think it's almost five years, with a <laughs> with a caddy that he hired from the resort on his bag, gets a absolutely career defining career changing win and yet that is not what defines his victory at the Mayakoba classic boat nope uh, l2 can oh l2 can oh mr ortiz um uh, as you know many of you listening to this podcast obviously already know uh matt kuchar decided to stick with his original agreement with uh l2 can his caddy down there paid him five thousand dollars on a 1.3 million dollar paycheck for a win uh was pretty shitty and lame when uh you know when it was brought up to him saying like hey man five thousand bucks is a lot for that guy you should be thankful that did not play well in the media boat that that one did he not... made a he made a lot of wrong turns <laughs> the, the the car the power steering seemed to have gone out for gooch and uh yeah. he, he he was not familiar with how to navigate the roadways uh ultimately you know sending l2 can i think it was about fifty thousand dollars yeah. I think is what he ended up sending to him. Uh, made a huge difference still. You know, still less than half of what a normal caddy makes uh, on a win like that. But nonetheless, Kuchar is back. Or I should say, Cooch the Mooch is back to defend his title at Mayakoba. But he is not the only story here, Boat. So first of all, just want to get your Cooch thoughts and then uh, see what else you got uh, What else you got cooking for this week's tournament. You know, I'm just uh, kind of like watching this tournament. It's kind of... There's there's rough and then there's 
shrubs or I don't even know what you call it. Caves? Um, caves. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Wet, wetlands isn't there. Just it's, you're not going to find it. You can't even get in there. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what they refer to it as, but uh, yeah, for it's, if you miss some courses, you can miss big and be okay. You miss big here. You're paying the price. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Miss big, uh, big penalty strokes. Not. Yeah. Hey, I like it though. This is professional golf. It, it should be hard. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I like it, man. Do you think L2 can is going to be on somebody's bag this weekend? I'm guessing not, but it would, it would be cool. If, it'd be cool if he was God. I certainly hope so. I just hope somebody out of respect comes in Hires L2 can guarantees him like twenty five G's regardless of the stuff just <laughs> just for like the story and then somehow nobody's guaranteed twenty five oh, G's man he plays in the final round with Kucher on Sunday and L2 can takes him down and cashes another hundred thousand dollar paycheck am I it, that'd be too great oh god hey guy can dream Kenny um, yes yeah man so. Let's take a little. Let's take a little journey over to the old KFC corner here. Uh, the Corn Ferry Tour, with the field this week, um, not a lot of the top players playing this weekend. So a lot of guys uh, who have been coming up through the Corn Ferry Tour Q School and stuff like that, I think, are going to be playing this weekend. Who, who do you have your eye on? What uh, I, I don't know, man. What, 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 what do you think about for this tournament outside of Cooch? Um, you know, guys that have been. Uh either injured a little bit or quite haven't quite um, played to their capability yet. I'm looking at, uh, you know, Kevin Chappell to have a good week coming off his injury. Watney, I hope he, he still got so much game. I hope, you know, that guy had top 10 game there for a couple of years. I hope he can figure out and maybe get a win. It'd be awesome to see him win. Yeah. James Hahn coming off the, uh, the elbow injury. He's got like 17 starts to make 305 uh, FedEx cup points to, uh, locked down his spot for next year. Um, Maverick McNeely, I feel like he started playing good, and then uh, obviously there's been a little break, but uh, the guy was he was a top top ring amateur in the world, so yeah, it'd be nice to see that guy snag one. Um, Absolutely, Graham Dillette is back out there. Uh, he had the same fusion surgery as Tiger, so um, and you know let's not forget he was an Olympian and. A President's Cup player, so uh, you know Canadian, Boise State guy. Um, be is, nice to see him get off to a roll. Is the beard still intact? Who that was a health. That was a uh, that was a healthy, healthy beard that Graham was rocking. I, I, maybe maybe not, but uh, that was that was a that was a lot of beard. Uh, he was beard strong for sure. I mean, was that the biggest beard that you've ever seen on tour? I, Absolutely. I, yeah, I feel like big beards have not yet. I mean, I guess Beef Johnson maybe has the biggest now. Oh, his was yeah. No, his his was way bigger. Yeah, no, Graham's was huge. It was yeah. big and beautiful, man. I I, I yeah. hope that he is uh, healthy enough to get that thing back because that thing was awesome. Um, yep. Yeah, man, it should be a really really entertaining uh, golf tournament this weekend. Like you said, the golf course is beautiful. It's uh it's a very very different, which uh you know just just for the sake of viewership's sake is is nice to see something a little uh, a little different out there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, man, I I think it's going to be an entertaining golf tournament. I don't I don't anticipate I'll probably be watching a whole lot of it outside of Sunday just to kind of see what's shaking back then. But yeah, if yeah. they're doing the if they're doing the replay in the evening on the golf channel, I'll I'll, I'll watch them for sure. There's uh there's one pairing that looks like they're gonna have a pretty good time: Kisner, McDowell, and uh, Billy Horschel. Mm, okay. Um, that was one of the cool pairings I saw. Finau's Finau's playing. 
but you know, none of your DJ, Spieth, Rose, none of those guys. Um, but uh, it seems to always produce a pretty good winner and a pretty good amount of drama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, last year there's a lot of drama, but yeah. uh, it's a good tournament. I think so, man. Um, Looking forward to it. Yeah, me, me as well. Uh, now, without going too far into the future, uh, we we got to you know touch on something that happened last weekend. Your boy Kurt Kitayama is back in the news, dude. <laughs> guy just put together a couple of great rounds on the weekend. He loses in the playoff, ties for second with four other guys. Just another five hundred fifty-five grand for the the Chico native. Just a cool, we'll talk casual about, uh, half mill. We'll talk about another uh, a Chico native here in a little while, but uh, the guy, he's he's up to like sixty seven in the world. It's um, wild. That's gonna get him in a lot of a lot of starts. He'll oh, be able yeah. to he'll be able to start picking some uh, PGA Tour events here. So that's um, <laughs> keep playing well, Kurt. You're like he's like eleven on the race to Dubai. Um, that's so crazy. So which uh, which tournament was it that he played again in this? It was past a tur- uh, Turkey with Turkish Airlines Turkey Open. Okay. Uh, Two million dollars to freaking Terrell Hatton, that absolute dumpster fire of a Daryl. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a good field, really good field. Yeah, everyone's man. gonna go try and win two million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially man, Kurt, dude, half a mil for a tie for second. Whew. Yeah, he's having he's having a fantastic year. Wow, that is really really awesome. Oh, good for Kurt. Um, yeah. awesome man. All right, well, uh, the next story I wanted to touch on with you, brother, is uh one that I is kind of been percolating and uh, circulating around the golf world here the last couple of days, and that is the story of the only man to ever defeat Tiger Woods in a playoff of a professional event. Uh, by the way, that is an excellent Trivial Pursuit question. So if you are wondering who that is, it is none other than the man known as Billy Mayfair. And uh, do, you re- do you remember his putting stroke? I actually do not. Okay, so it was like the biggest reroute <laughs> In a putting stroke, you know, like some guys come a little bit more inside on yes. their on their through stroke. Uh-huh. Um, it like he did almost like like a circle eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was he was putting so much side spin on the ball. It was a modern miracle that that guy was on tour for as long as he was. That is wild. And then he went to the long putter, and it straightened it out a little bit, but it is still really, really, really hard to watch. Little known fact. God, that's it almost makes the story even more cringeworthy. <laughs> well, uh, for anybody listening to this podcast that is not familiar with the story already, let me uh, briefly recap it. So um, Billy Mayfair was disqualified from the Invesco QQQ Championship down at Sherwood Country Club in Southern California uh, a couple of weekends ago. He was disqualified. Uh, for multiple rules violations. And not just that, uh, Billy Mayfair flagrantly breaking the rules of golf twice in a single round of golf. In his back nine on Saturday of that golf tournament, uh, oh, it's just uh, it's, it's crazy. So for, for anybody who wants to all of the details, I really, really suggest you go and read uh, Michael Bamberger's piece on golf.com. He did a wonderful job, but I'll, I'll try to briefly... Summarize here for you, uh, and in a devastating breakdown um, by Bamberger of Mayfair's recent PowerShares QQQ disqualification at Sherwood, the Champions Tour player's behavior is not only exposed, but Mayfair even has the audacity to deflect blame onto the rules official Brian Klar, despite being caught on tape lying about causing his ball to move 
and the length of a lost ball search. So uh, this I'm going to pull this quote here from Bamberger's column. Quote, uh, this is from Mayfair. Quote, I wish this could have been handled more on a on-the-level basis, Mayfair said. It, it could have been handled better. Uh, handled better by whom, Mayfair was asked. Quote, by the rules officials, Mayfair said. They, they see me searching for the ball. They know how long I'm looking for it. They they have a stopwatch, and I don't. Uh, end quote. Um, that is batshit crazy. I, the, the last time I... From what I understand, Boat, I, I think players are responsible for basically governing themselves and... Oh. They 100% police themselves. It, it, I mean, it, it's expected to police yourselves. And when a gentleman like Billy Mayfair, who, again... It, I did the, see his quote. Yeah, his the, quote was, you know, I originally thought the rules were you know, supposed to help the golfers, and it used to be the rules exactly, officials exactly. were out here helping the golfers navigate through them. And now he feels like they're just under the spotlight. And uh, it kind of reminds me of a quote in a scene from... One of my favorite movies, Draft Day, starring Kevin Costner. Oh, powerful. Draft um, Day. Just a great movie. Every time it's on, I can't turn it off. Um, but there was this <laughs> scene when they were talking. They were they were thinking about draft, drafting the the bow bow kid, the quarterback. Yeah. And uh, you know, their like head of security was like, uh, "I got a story for you about your quarterback." And Costner was like, "What?" You know, and he was like busy. He's like, "What?" He's like, "You might want to hear this one." And he's like, so at the mini camps or at the at the pro day, you know, they hand out a playbook to all the kids. No, this was in college. They hand out a playbook to all the kids, and at the back of the playbook is a hundred dollar bill. Obviously, if you read the, you know every playbook, you're gonna find the hundred dollar bill. Mm-hmm. And when they asked him about it, he goes, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I got the hundred dollar bill." And then the line was, he got caught in a lie and continued to lie more. That's what happened with our buddy Billy Mayfair. That is exactly what happened with uh, with Billiam. Um, yeah, man, because that's the thing. Is like both times when it happened, the rules officials asked him, "Hey, are are you in the rules?" Like you know, like yeah. especially asked him, like, "Hey, did you make the ball move?" No, I absolutely did not make the ball move. And then I, I was telling you before we started recording. You know, he goes, you know, someone sees it on TV, he gets called in the tent, they show him that he makes, you know, that he made the ball. It's so clear that he made the ball move. And he's like, oh, well, shit, yeah, I did make a move. And then he goes, oh, yeah, well, and then, you know, when when he's asked about it, he's like, oh, yeah, I called that penalty on myself. I didn't think I made it move, you know, at first, but then I saw saw on the video replay, so I obviously called the penalty on myself. It's like, no, dude, you were not going to report a damn thing. And then you got called in the rules tent where the rules officials showed you moving the ball and then you change your story and then basically patted yourself on the back saying you called the penalty on yourself. Yeah. Like that's that's the best part. Like what like what the fuck, man? <laughs> How does that even work? I it's just it's confounding, man. And it, it's weird because, you know, it's it's the second time in, you know, not that many weeks that we've heard, you know, a story about players breaking the rules and then kind of just brushing it off and making it seem like it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also referring to the, the fiasco a couple weeks back. Um, I believe it was at LPJ Q school where Christina Kim called out a fellow, uh, competitor for, you know, poor asking, timing. Yeah, poor for, timing. yeah, for asking another caddy about, you know, club selections on a par three. And yeah. that, that young lady went on to say that it happens all the time in, you know, in competition, which 
I found to be startling. Something like that. You're like, well, it seems like this probably should have happened a long time ago then. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know, man. Like, again, I I stopped playing competitive golf uh, at, what, 18 years old. And, I mean, I didn't really have any business. I mean, I would not have made the varsity squad had we been in high school together. So, really, (laughs) I, I probably didn't have much business competing beyond my Sonoma County Junior Golf Tour Player of the Year honor. Uh, back in 1998, which I still uh, am very proud of, but um, gotta be. Yeah, I mean, beyond that, I I had no business really playing competitive golf. Beyond that, you on the other hand are an actually talented, you know, successful collegiate golfer uh, and, a, and a professional. I, what do you think about all these people just kind of this, this rule breaking going on? It's it's not good. <laughs> it's I mean, anti good. You can't you can't cheat. You just can't. It's um. He knew it. These guys know the rules better than anyone. Um, no, that's just that's bad. Shame on you, Billy. Yeah, it's not. I just, I don't know, man. I, I just thought in 2019, a guy that blatantly breaking the rules and lying about it when he knows that there's cameras on him the whole time. Like, I, I just thought the presence of the cameras alone would be enough to cut this kind of behavior out because you'll just look like such a ass mm-hmm. if, if if something like this happens. And of course. You know, luckily Billy Mayford decided to do all this right as Matt Kuchar was returning to Mayakoba, so he gets to <laughs> he gets Gooch to share some of the spotlight. But man, Cooch is, is just like, thanks everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe maybe Cooch is thankful for Billy Mayfair. I don't know, but that's a that's a big old egg on the face, man. That's uh, yeah. that's ugly. It's not a good look. No, no, not at all. Um, all right, let's spend a little bit more positive here. Uh, you, you. you I know you wanted to talk a little about some uh, some young guns here going on. So what uh, what, what do you got here for me and uh, and the listeners? Yeah, uh, you know, second stage of uh, Corn Ferry. Um, you know, you you get to final, then you got partial stats guaranteed. Um, just yeah, there's a lot, a lot of names in there. A lot of former tour winners. Uh, Lexi Thompson's brothers, Curtis and Nick, both got through. Uh, Am I a bad Nick, golf fan for not knowing that she had two brothers that were excellent at golf? Yeah, okay. um, you know, Nick played on tour for uh, more than a couple of years, mm-hmm. but he was always like a bubble guy. Will he keep his card? Won't he? Um, Brandon Wu, the kid from Stanford, he was medalist at his his site, uh, and he's actually playing this week at Mayakoba. Oh. He got a uh, sponsor's – I believe he could have Monday, um, but probably a sponsor's invite. Okay. Um, Alistair, Doc- Alistair Dockerty, Chico State uh, – Chico State crate uh, from Vancouver, Washington, or Vancouver, uh, Canada. He uh, Chico's having was, a run right now. Chico's having a solid Chico's run. Chico's having uh, a solid run. Two gloves. Tommy Ganey got through. Oh, uh, Tommy, two gloves, my man. Spencer Levine, a guy that I played against for a long time. He's mm-hmm. getting back out there. Uh, he got through. Uh, two years ago, NCAA champ from Ole Miss, Braden Thornberry, got through. Wow. Um. Kepka's brother Chase got through, mm-hmm. and then probably the missing link from uh, the 2013 Cal Bear uh, unbelievable team, USAM runner-up Michael Weaver. You know his teammates were Brandon Hagee, Max Homa, Michael Kim. European Tour played uh, Hoel Stalter. Wow. Uh, so he hasn't had an extended or any status, so this will be good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, good player and. Sometimes good players get hot at the right time, and they play bad for three quarters of the year, but they might win her, you know, once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So it's all these guys are just looking for an opportunity. And uh, <laughs> the Corn Ferry Tours, as we know, uh, produces some unbelievable players who go on to do incredible things. So always got to – I think it's um, week in, week out, probably stronger than the big boys, some, some lower level European tour events. Uh, obviously they have their big ones where they're going to get good fields, but, uh, there's a lot of talent on the corn Ferry tour. Well, okay. So obviously it's not as good, but from just a personal, you know, enjoyment standpoint, do you enjoy life over in KFC corner as much as, Oh, you, I love you, it. I mean, I it, love it when those, when those, when, you know, when I'm watching a replay of a, of a corn Ferry event, you know, say like a Friday or Saturday night at like, you know, 9 PM and it's, you know, you, you know, some guys, you've been watching some guys come up. It's, it's, it's awesome. And the quality of play is unbelievable. Absolutely, man. These are the guys that just haven't been on tour yet. Yeah, that's a great point. And plus, <laughs> it seems like the storylines just, you know, I mean, like but by the time guys get to the PGA Tour, you know, they're, you know, especially the guys that we, we see, you know, on top of the leaderboard so often. At, at some point, you just kind of get used to it and they're just very successful, wealthy athletes just trying to be really, really good. Where the Corn Ferry Tour, the the storylines seem almost more compelling, and I wonder if that if that's part of what makes watching that tour so enjoyable for a lot of people. These guys missed the cut; they're losing a lot of money that week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you see, yeah. I mean, if if you're <laughs> there's those those guys are literally playing for their their livelihood. Yeah. Some of the guys on tour, uh, it doesn't matter if they miss that cut. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah. the, I, there's a lot of pressure on these guys on the corn ferry tour. Um, it, you know, one stroke could be the difference between literally breaking even for the year or getting your card and getting into the PGA tour because these guys aren't making a ton of money unless they're having like a Zach Johnson type year mm-hmm. where, you know, you're winning $550,000 or these guys that get the battlefield promotion by winning three times. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's, I just love the drama it's always and it's always competitive there's always it's, it's hardly hardly ever a blowout because these guys are so close talent wise yeah uh there's hardly ever has someone hardly ever runs away with it i don't know if you notice that but it's it's like there's always there's always a tournament on sunday afternoon like it's fantastic yeah yeah i can't it's disagree with you, man. it really is entertaining yeah i cannot disagree with you i i, I totally uh yeah i believe it yeah it's awesome stuff, man. The KFC Corner is is hot right now. Very, very hot. Really, really enjoying life over there. Um, all right, boat. Now that we've got that out of the way, yeah. um, I did. I did a solo podcast last week. I I, I hope you didn't listen to it because anytime I don't have you with me, the show is just a fraction of <laughs> uh, of the fun that I get to have uh, on nights like tonight. But uh, since we last did a podcast, what I miss. Uh, I mean, not not a whole lot. Just me, just fumbling over my own words for twenty minutes before I, I just called it a podcast. However, <laughs> what you missed, at least with me, is the President's Cup captain picks. Those have happened oh, yeah. since we did our last podcast. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of go over those with you here real quick, um, and then kind of get your thoughts. Do you do you know off the top of your head uh, who the picks were for for each of the captains? Yeah. Okay, so I let's do. go through. Do you want to hit? Uh, 
You want to hit the world or you want to hit the USA first? Uh, let's go USA first. Okay. So, okay. so for USA, uh, the President's Cup 2020 captain's picks. Uh, well, Captain Tiger Woods obviously chose himself, but he also chose – do you want to share with everybody here? Because I'm – sorry, I'm trying to look up a couple different things here right now. Uh, so aside from Tiger Woods, I believe Tony Finau was selected yep. uh, as a captain's pick. And the other two – let me see here. Probably should have this stuff uh, all locked in and have all my, my notes ready before I start these podcasts on. <laughs> Gary Woodland. Uh, Gary Woodland, thank you. And? Uh, Come on. Fina, Woodland, Tiger Woods, and Patrick Reed. Yeah, Patrick Reed, exactly right. So, <laughs> wow, this is phenomenal radio. Good for us. Good. Everybody give us a round of applause wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you very, much. These two very guys much. having brain farts yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> oh, fantastic stuff. So, Tiger, Look away. Tiger, Finau, Gary Woodland, Patrick Reed. Obviously, I think the Finau and uh, the Woodland picks – I have not heard anybody uh, give Tiger any blowback for either of those two picks. How about you? No. No. Um, so that leaves the other two, Tiger and P. Reed. Where do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Tiger's trying to – he's trying to do some uh, some PR work huh. for uh, for PR. Oh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. He's trying to help his image out a little bit. Uh, maybe – get him back in uh, talking terms with some of his former teammates. Um, yeah, I mean, Tiger, obviously, he's going to pick himself. But, yeah, we've seen how good Patrick Reed – he, he's good in this format. Yes. Yes. Despite the tire fire and then, you know, subsequent mold of cocktail he threw into the USA locker room at the Ryder Cup last year, I still actually don't hate the Patrick Reed pick. I think they're – is another player I would have selected instead. Um, yeah, I would. I I would have went Kisner or Fowler yeah. before him. Yeah, I think his man. That, 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 that's what I was saying in last week's podcast. Anyway, I, I think his with his record in match play, um, it just you know especially and then also you know on a course like Royal Melbourne, it's a little more linksy where you don't actually have to be super long to be really really good out there. It just the Kiz pick just seems so awesome. If anything else, just because probably more fun to watch although if Peary does you know old president's cup and Ryder cup things uh yeah. he'll, he'll be pretty fun to watch too well then i mean it's looking more and more like brooks is probably not going to play so that's gonna that's gonna open things up for tiger to probably he he he's the only one that came on and said it was a really hard phone call you know telling ricky that he wasn't on the team um i gotta believe tiger goes ricky you would think so, but it's actually possible that Ricky would not be available to play in the President's Cup due to illness. Is he still on his honeymoon? Have, have, you, have you heard about this? No, he, what, he, he's got, uh, what, he just pulled out, what do you, what's he got? He's got an infection that he uh, contracted on his honeymoon. Yes, leave it vague. <laughs> yeah, an infection. No, yeah. He's got a bacterial uh, no. infection that he got uh, whilst on his honeymoon. And uh, it's supposed to be rather serious, uh, much more serious than they initially thought, and had to pull out from this weekend, and it's not clear as to whether or not he would be healthy enough uh, should he get called into duty for the President's Cup. i got to believe he's going to be okay. 
and I gotta believe Tiger picks him. That's just my. I don't know what Vegas's odds are on that, but uh, that's that's got it. And and if he say this illness or infection carries over another week, and he has the balls to say, "Hey, Tiger, I'm not going to be informed," then I think you got to go Kisner. Yeah, 100%. obviously Kevin Na might get a little consideration, but uh, Kevin Kisner is a huge team guy. What does it say about the huge 20- team guy? And he would give Patrick Reed so much shit. Oh fuck yeah, he would. What, okay, what what does it say about the 2015 Masters champion that he's not even in consideration to be picked for this uh, for this contest? Yeah, I mean he could he could swoop in and, and try and try and play doctor for Jordan Speed too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean but that's it's like Jordan has been so mediocre he's all been, year. He's been me- he's been mediocre, but it's like sometimes things like this happen. Remember Phil? When Phil got the captain's pick, and then uh, that was uh, that was the one like in Liberty, uh, New Jersey. Yes, and the guy's like holding uh, iron shots from bunkers, <laughs> and that week he couldn't miss a golf shot or a putt. You know what I mean? Incredible. And then Phil, you know, he ends up just kind of reviving his career. Yeah, I mean, uh, Phil's a special kind of cat, though. Like, got him to the point where he won the next year in Mexico, and uh, you know, the the WGC. Um, I don't know I, who who are Tiger's uh, vice captains. I I, have, I I don't know this, but uh, that is an excellent question. I do not know off the top of my head. I think it's Fred Couples and Steve Stricker, probably. Oh, and then maybe Zach, Zach Johnson, maybe too. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds. I think that sounds right. Yeah, uh, assistant. He wouldn't be a bad pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, no kidding, man. Um, pretty good in the alternate shot format yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah pretty impressive man um what a what before i actually ask this question maybe i should uh be be looking it up here but what what do you think about uh ernie l's captain's picks uh sung jm was an absolute no-brainer no-brainer uh he's obviously so good obviously gonna take jason day Mm -hmm. uh walking neiman is gonna be a top 20 player really 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 quick and adam had one is just a he's a computer he's the guy is a machine uh who wouldn't want that guy in a team format yeah no kidding i I was actually like i was looking at those four captains picks and just being like damn those are four really fun exciting awesome golfers like i i think this president's cup is actually going to be really competitive and really really fun aside from them playing maybe one of the best golf courses in the entire world i think it's going to be awesome man the the international team is is fairly loaded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matsuyama, Scott, Ustazen, Leishman. Answer is playing out of his mind. How Tong Ling is super good. Uh, Cameron Smith is a stud. CT Pan's a stud. And then you got the captain's pick. And it's like there's not a lot of uh, guys that you 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 know like you had to avoid in a certain format. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like th- those guys don't have a lot of weakness. Um. So. Ernie Els is he's going to be able to do a lot of cool things with his lineups. Yeah, it's not going to be able, he's not going to be too hesitant. And that's as a captain, that's you can't be worried about a guy. There's I don't think there's any liabilities on that roster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, on paper, do you think this team is as good as last year's uh, European Ryder Cup team? Uh, probably not quite. Okay. Uh, 
not quite, but it's 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 one of the stronger uh, international teams that they've had in a long time. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're really yeah they're really really good, man. I I am fucking jazzed for this Presidents Cup, man. It's uh, I, think oh, I can't good. wait. Yeah, I cannot wait, man. It's uh, I I don't remember the last time I was this excited for a non major uh, golf tournament. I mean, including last year's Ryder. I am way more excited for this year's Presidents Cup than I was for last year's Ryder Cup. So. Oh yeah, uh, which seems crazy to say, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's gonna be awesome. Um, okay, love the golf course. Yeah, dude, I cannot. That is that is right at the very very top of the bucket list. I don't know. Uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, uh, Alan Shipnuck for Golf. dot com, and then uh, you like that guy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate him as much as I hate my boy Jeff Shackelford. Um, <laughs> uh, Shipnuck and then uh, Santa Rosa's own Matt Janella and yeah. I got a lot of people went out. I, I was following them on uh, on social media. They did this crazy trip. Yeah, where'd they go? South Africa or uh, somewhere no, all, down under? Uh, down under all the Australian New sand Zealand, belt. Yeah, yeah. It looked so fucking awesome, man. That that is right at the very top. I think of my golf bucket list. Um, yeah, but <sighs> Southern Hemisphere, Australia sand belt, New Zealand. Uh, you know the island. I just, just, I just love the look of it. It's oh, just yeah. looks unbelievable. The fringe goes right into the bunker. I know my uh my our, our dear friend uh, Mr. John Morris, uh, for months now has been trying to convince me to actually just nut up, buy a plane ticket, and go watch the Presidents Cup down there with him. Um, he's not living there, is he? No, he he lives in San Francisco, but he's like, dude. Oh, he's just. Oh, I he's forget. Like, he's really rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, lawyers. Fucking attorneys, man. And he's just like, dude, how awesome is this tournament gonna be? Let's just fucking go. I'm like Dude, you know, that would be such a power move. Oh, dude. If if I honestly if I catch had a direct capital, out of catch a direct out of Chico to Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, God, it'd be phenomenal. I I don't think the runway here is big enough for a plant so I think they'd have to just take off right off ninety nine somewhere. Probably yeah. get out to the orchards and just and just get that bad boy going. Chico to Sac, Sac to SFO, SFO to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great. Oh, oh, fantastic. All right, Boat, this is where I get to uh, debut. Oh, actually, okay. I don't actually really have any other golf stuff, you know, or, uh, you know, strictly golf stuff for you. Uh, this for I, I just got a new segment that I want to debut with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do, do you have any other very specific golf things that we need to touch on before... Uh, we, we we take this podcast a different direction. DL three's in the field this week. Yeah, I, I thought he had a jo- I thought he had a new job now. I, th- I thought it was a big thing where he was uh, he was uh, with CBS now, but apparently not. How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. Can you do that? Did Nick Faldo ever go DL, back to if playing? You're, if you're DL three, he can get away with that ring. I guess. Wow, that seems really odd. Oh, you know what? I actually do have one more thing I wanted to bring up with you. I was all I was all right. So there was a very interesting story uh, that uh, was commuted. Uh, I saw on a, uh, a golf blog that I wanted to bring to your attention just to get uh, to, to, to see if you have any thoughts on this at all. Um, <laughs> this is a story, <laughs> a story by a uh, journalist by the name of Rodrigo Torrejon. Um, in a nutshell, a New Jersey woman sued Alpine Country Club for thirty thousand dollars. When a waiter spilled wine on her Hermes purse, only to be outdone by the club suing the waiter. 
<laughs> From the article, in a response to the lawsuit filed October 29th by Mariana Bader against the Alpine Country Club in New Jersey, the club denied almost every one of Bader's allegations, including that it was liable for the damage to her handbag, and capped off the response by suing its own employee according to court records. Uh, the action is called a cross-claim, in which one defendant sues another in the same proceeding. Uh, calls to Kenneth Maber, the attorney of the country club, were not immediately returned. <laughs> I'll bet they weren't. Yeah, have, probably ha- not. Have you guys had the... At Bennett Valley, have you guys had to sue any of your employees for a sum of money in excess of, uh, let's say, $5,000 for any... Uh, that would be a negative. Any, that, that's a negative. That's not something you guys deal with on the municipal golf club level. No. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. What it, What would be your advice if you knew this young lady who uh, claimed to have a $30,000 handbag destroyed at a uh, golf clubhouse? Uh, do, do you have any words you'd share with her? Uh... I wouldn't even give her the time of day. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, $30,000 for a handbag. Uh, that's incredible. just uh, incredible stuff. I, it, it barely golf related. 2019, but everybody. 2019. Uh, perfect. All right, well, in 2019, Boat, hot takes are all the How rage. much cash do you think she carries in that $30,000 handbag? Like 20 bucks? I would say she probably carries like four or five $2 bills. <laughs> That seem that seems like that would be the right move for a gal like just, that. Just tip money for the guy the guy that parks your car. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. Just maybe like a couple of five spots. Doesn't want it. doesn't want to throw him a five. I think she's probably she's probably spent most of her money on a handbag, so she's got to be a little more frugal in a few different. Couple areas. of curled up uh, curled up singles. Yeah, she doesn't want to be cheap and just give like you know give the driver a one, but she also is is a little too frugal to just hand him over a five. So she goes gets those twos direct from the teller at the bank, so she can hand those bad boys out. She can be stylish, cool, and cheap. All at the same time. Got to do it. God, incredible move. Um, all right. Boat, this is where I'm going to start a new segment. Each and every time we get together, where I, this segment is going to be called Thoughts On. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping by next week I can get some somebody, maybe a listener out there, somebody, to create a very nice little musical drop that we can play right as we go into our segment here. Um, but alas, this week it's just going to be called Thoughts On. This is where I get to get you, Boat Steamax, Thoughts on a variety of topics in the golf and sporting universe. Uh, Boat, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First things first. Boat, what are your thoughts on Ricky Fowler getting an infection on his honeymoon? What was your initial thought? Uh, I was glad to hear it was bacterial. (laughs) Excellent. Boat, what are your thoughts on Kyle Shanahan's overtime clock management skills? I uh, I was late to work on uh, Tuesday morning because I had to personally drive to Santa Clara and drop off a uh, fundamentalism coaching uh, <laughs> book to Kyle Shanahan. And I, I uh, what's it called when you uh, you know you hit the, you hit the corner of the page? I earmarked a couple pages. Uh, uh, yes, clock management, Kyle. Clock management. That was the worst I've ever seen in my life. I was talking about it with our good friend Jordan Borowitz. Like, he might have just forgot that they had no timeouts in Russell Wilson. Like, he could have just been so caught up in in calling these horrible pass plays that he forgot. One, he might have forgot that incompletions stopped the clock. It was horrible. And obviously, I'm being sarcastic. But 
Mixon. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 go ahead. Mixon one run to take an extra forty off the clock. You you already dodged the Russell Wilson bullet for most of the game. A tie is so much better than a loss in that division, considering our remaining schedule. That was really, 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 really hard to watch. Now, you play to win the game. Nah. I get it, but you got to be you got to be smarter in those situations. Like, of course, you've got some you've got some plays that you like towards the end of the game and in a two minute drill, but you only had one timeout. They've got zero timeouts in, in Russell Wilson. Like, you have to fucking he did not lay up, Kyle. And he hit no. fucking three. He tin cup three right into the yeah. fucking drink. Yeah. That yeah. was so fucking hard to watch. God. So in the moment, all right. So, but I, I, I have some thoughts to share with you as well, and I, I need your feedback here. So in the moment, I actually found myself to be exactly on that same page, thinking that the NFC West is so hyper competitive. The Seahawks are obviously good enough where every little every Dude, game in the standings not, matters. They're not as good as they've been in the past, but they have Russell fucking Wilson. They have the best quarterback on the planet. Right Him now. and Lamar Jackson are so good right now. They're playing mm-hmm. so I mean, there's other quarterbacks that are playing well, but these guys are just these guys are carrying otherwise maybe a little bit better than mediocre teams. Yeah. They're absolutely carrying them. Yeah. Like as as I see it right now, there's no way Anybody besides those two can win MVP unless, you know, one of them gets injured or something drastic, you know, one of their, their main guys, you know, like a left tackle or, you know, which Joe Staley looked 45 in that game. Oh man. I just, J- I, could, I couldn't believe Clowney how slow he looked. Literally, I just felt so bad. literally running circles around him. Mm. Um, that was, that, that was hard to watch. Do you remember both the last big football game before this past Monday night? Do you remember the last big, big football game Kyle Shanahan coached in? I think he he might have done a similar thing in the Super Bowl against oh. a guy named Tom Brady. Oh, I think they might have been up twenty eight three in that game. Oh, fuck it! I just didn't even think about that. Did he have a thing where they had a so that he had a big lead? Uh, did oh, obviously he he's must a have, big fan of throwing. The obviously, ball. yeah, obviously with a big lead, he must have been running the football a lot in that game. Was he not? Especially when, I mean, so the first first play he goes pass, and Garoppolo throws it right to KJ Wright or whoever it was. It should have been ended right there. Yes, he should have been like, okay, I'm cashing in the chips. What did he do? Double down. He doubled down, another horrible pass, and then he goes fucking 35 yards down the field. I'm just like, That was oh ballsy. That was very what ballsy. What is he doing? <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, if they complete the pass, if they complete the pass, the guy looks like like just a genius, right? Uh-huh. But every other head coach in the league was watching that game going, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> I didn't like make, what is he doing? See, the thing for me, man, is like you know, why is he giving the Seahawks the ball back, like on a silver fucking platter? Well, and it's so easy to say in hindsight, but I think you—it sounds like you were like me, it, like in the moment. 
I kept thinking to myself, that's what it is. You have to be like, yeah. I get that he's aggressive, but you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him. Yeah. Like yeah. that was just horrible situational coaching. Well, the thing horrible. Was, I mean, even if he was going to go pass, why wouldn't you just you toss a little something out into the flat where it's a guaranteed completion or, you know, close John to a Lynch guaranteed completion. John Lynch needs to hire a guy to stand right fucking next to him since he's the offensive coordinator and the head coach. He needs to hire a guy to stand right fucking next to him that has his fucking cell phone on him, which I, you probably can't do, but <laughs> if he's going to make another decision <laughs> like that and he hears the play he's calling, he literally like takes off the headset and fucking spikes it. <laughs> so he can't tell Jimmy G, who looked super shaky. I mean, granted, there were a lot of drops. He made a lot of good throws that were dropped. He made a lot of poor throws that should have been picked. Um, all things considered, I was really, really shocked and disappointed that he continued to fucking hit the gas pedal. You know what I mean? A tie, obviously, no one likes a tie. But no one likes fucking losing. Especially all things considered. Fucking. T- and if he's one of those guys, I haven't seen your press conferences, but if he's like, oh, I totally, I do the same thing all over again. No, the fuck you wouldn't. Because if you did, you'd be fucking fired. Yeah. And again, n- not to be, again, not, not to be too much of a nerd here, but as it was happening, as the Seahawks are punting the ball in overtime with less than two minutes on the clock with no timeouts. <laughs> I'm like shocked. It's like they're basically the light bulb goes off, and you're like, okay, we're not going to lose this game. Pete Carroll's hoping they get the tie of the game at that point. Oh. He's hoping that the defense gets a stop and they get the tie at that point. Like he's fucking Daryl. Daryl. He's not Darryl even Carroll thinking win. Could not believe. No, he's not even thinking win. And it's so when the 49ers get the ball, th- here's what I'm thinking. Basically, Shanahan can r- mix a run and a pass, and basically he's got two options. One. He and can they started base- to run the ball great late in the game. And on top they were of that, getting seven, eight yards on every rush. They got a horrible spot on on the on the possession before the last one. Yeah, and they're giving the 49ers ten yards that was on the a last first down. So it was. If you're going to be aggressive, if you're going to be aggressive, Kyle, you go for it on fourth and a foot instead of sending in your rookie kicker who's played in one game. He's played in three three quarters of an NFL game, and yeah, at that point. When he hit the 47-yarder to tie it and send it to overtime, the kid had done his job. Yes. You cannot expect him to make You can't expect him to go four for four. Like, he got way into the Cinderella thing. And granted, all the kicks were dead center. Yeah. Right? They were good. But then they Joe Testator was fucking If that running game can't get one foot when they have to against a fucking no longer great interior defensive uh, line for Seattle, then you don't you, you don't deserve to win anyways. If you can't get a foot, you don't deserve to go to the playoffs. Yeah. And it was the, a foot. And and that's the thing that I keep getting back to man is like they didn't they they just that didn't really deserve been the to win. That's that's why that I that would have been the time to to let everyone know you're aggressive. Not when <laughs> not when Seattle doesn't have any timeouts under two minutes and Russell Wilson. That's yeah. just that's my take. Yeah, man. I mean, when they get that when they get that ball in that last possession where they go three and out, they they have two options. The first option is where they're mixing the run in, and at that point, you're basically saying, "All right, by going this course of action, I have a I'm completely taking a loss out of play. I'm giving my chance my team probably about a 65 percent chance to tie, and a 35 percent chance to win. If he goes if he goes run first, that's going to dictate how the rest of the fucking drive goes. Yeah." If you get stuffed, right, then you're probably 
chances are you're not going to throw it two more times. No. Okay? And if you get stuffed, 40 seconds comes off the clock. You give Russell Wilson the ball with 25 seconds instead of a minute 47. Yes, exactly. It's just, uh, oh my God. And I, uh, I mean, I understand the game of football really well. Played it for a year in high school. Hated it because I played fucking right guard and we won't practice five days a week and only had one game. But I've been going to Niner games and watching football my entire life. My grandpa, my grandpa was a football coach. My dad's all played quarterback in high school in college and i understand the game growing up as a kid my dad's explaining everything to me in every situation what they should do so i'm for a guy that didn't play football at a high level i understand the game really well in in, in situations just for it, my memory's phenomenal i remember everything i i remember what winning teams do and winning plays the coaches call kyle shanahan looked like an absolute amateur on that last drive Ugh. Amateur. Ugh. I just it, it's confounding, Boat. It's truly, truly confounding. That if a guy can make like four or five million dollars a year and he's allowed to make a decision like that to cost his team a loss instead of a tie, there's gotta be a clause in his contract where he gets to get hit in the head with a tack hammer. <laughs> oh, like this. I hope John Lynch spanked him. That would be like, entertaining over his video footage to get our hands and on. And spanked him. That, yeah. Like, your your dad called. He told me to do this. He was watching from home, <laughs> and he threw <laughs> his scotch at the TV. <laughs> You're a son of an NFL coach. Uh, that's great. And you still do that. Yeah, it's not ideal. Not oh. ideal at all. Uh, all right. Well, boat. Boy, we really went off on that one. Yeah, that, I think that, 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 was, me, that me, was me mainly. You know, thanks I, for thanks for sticking with me on that ride, hey, partner. Hey, I got you, brother. You know, I got to tell you. <laughs> some, sometimes golf is not what leads. You know, sometimes sometimes uh, golf's got to take a back seat. You know, I, I, I classic. Think, uh, all right. My my final my final thought that I need from you, boat. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on paying seven dollars a month to watch you know forty five year old Disney movies? Uh, I mean, you're probably, probably going to find a couple of just absolute gems in there, gems in there a month at, at three fifty a pop. <laughs> I'm all in, Kyle. I'm, I'm already signed up. So you, me. so you are taking the nonstop just barrage of Disney Plus plugs on ESPN to heart, and you are going to be subscribing soon. Hook, line, sinker. <laughs> uh, you, you don't strike me as much of a Marvel guy. Is, is that a gross misread? Eh. I don't know. I like my superheroes and foot joys. You know what can I say? I give. I give. I give everything a chance, Kyle. There we go. What an accepting, open-minded man you are, about This is absolutely fantastic. Side note: We did get to run into each other very briefly at 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 Alistair McKenzie's gem in the in the Redwood Forest out on the Russian River. We did. How, how, uh, how did things go at at at, at the pub and then uh, was, at the cabin? That afterwards? was fantastic. Tyler drives all the way from the city, leaves his uh, leaves his uh, weekend bag in his golf club. <laughs> so I was like, "If you're not playing, I'm not playing." It was cold that morning. I'm like, "I'll be your Huckleberry." And then our friend Art Hoffman, who you met, was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's cold out there. It's warm in here." <laughs> He's like, "I think I'm gonna get some biscuits and gravy and get a little Jameson coffee going and." 
we had a nice little Saturday. That was a phenomenal setup you guys had. I mean, that bar oh. is just awesome to begin with anyway, but I walked in, you guys oh. said that that low bar, I'm like, man, these guys have got it all figured out. Tab wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, it's very uh, reasonable. Very reasonable. No, there was like there was like eight of us, and uh, we just did a great job. Over overall, a great job. Yeah, and they uh, make they make a great bloody mary there too. They they just uh, they, overall your they, your order was 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 stout for it, the two of you. I mean, it was it I, it was all business. I was just in there to take care you know take care of business and, and get out to that first team, man. I mean, and again, so if, if I'm a fly on the wall and I hear your order, I'm like. Guy ain't fucking around. I like, mean, that guy, that guy, that wasn't a, uh, oh, what do I want? You knew exactly what the fuck you wanted as soon as you fucking walk through that door. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it, that really, was a game plan beverage order. I, I feel like that's the perfect, at least for me. I, I, so some guys might be a little different, but for me, for like a leisurely nine holes, that's the, like that's you're the, not even going to get just the way you said it. <laughs> like anyone in, you know, that could hear. You know, within within shouting distance, I need two double Bloody Marys and two PBRs, and it was it was tall PBRs, right? Tall Sixteen PBRs. Yes, sir. And I just I registered, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, it's not his first rodeo. <laughs> uh, expect a veteran. That's a veteran order, especially right before you head out. I appreciate that, but I mean, the, the Bloody Marys are so good. I, you know, I I just love delicious, cheap American beer. I mean, it's just, it's it's in my bloodstream. I just don't. I'm know. with you. I'm just, with you. It's so it's so goddamn delicious. It's like and, the opposite of Chico. The beer prices around here are just unreal, Kyle. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it is unreal. It it is, man. And that's the thing is, like, I love like I love I still love going to Russian River. I still love drinking blind play blind pig and Pliny. I love going to Hen House. Um, but you know what? I, I I'll. I honestly equally love hanging out and drinking two dollar PBRs. Like I, I don't think I like one more than the other. I like them both equally. Which sometimes you literally just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. It it, it worked out perfect, man. I I enjoyed it won my a ribbon, holes. Kyle. It uh, won a ribbon. <laughs> Thank you. They, and not just any ribbon, a blue ribbon, which I think we all know at the Sonoma County Fair takes first place. That's Absolutely. How, every that, year. That that that's Every how year. it works. That is how it works. So, um, <laughs> both. This has been fantastic, Just a stout man. Order, stout order. I, th- I was you, really man. proud of you. Um, what? One other quick note before we bring this podcast to a close. Oh, should we touch on? Should we touch on shit paw? <laughs> what do you got? What do you got on the shit? When you gave me the great news that shit paw had a girlfriend and he's in love, <laughs> I, that that I think that probably that that was the highlight of. It, and we were talking about it when you when you Tiedemann uh, couldn't believe it. No, he couldn't believe it. <laughs> we were both we were both taken back. Uh, He's like when you when you walk through walked out through the swivel door with your cocktails and PBRs, me and Tyler had a moment. We were like, <laughs> oh, "What? What?" <laughs> I mean, that's just that's great news. Shit, Paul, if you're listening, congratulations, buddy. Our our guy smitten. The shit, Paul is smitten. Oh, that's great. It, it's it's fantastic. Oh, uh, shit, Paul, more like Smith Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is a phenomenal. Well, I, I do have one question. Otherwise, it's a phenomenal note to end it on. Um, I, I know a couple weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago, uh, you were talking about the tournament that you're putting on. Uh, I know you're working a lot on it, man. Have, have you got all the Ooh. spots full? Are, are you still looking to fill any spots, or are you are you locked and loaded? We are full, my friend. Oh, I've got about I would three hope so. teams on the. I've got about three teams on the waiting list. Um, that, this is good news. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, and, and I, you, you know this in dealing with the uh, functions you put on. Yes, 
it is like pulling teeth to get people to pay for these things on time. Yeah, they don't like to do it. <laughs> they hate doing it. It's like, no, count me in. It's like, no, you don't understand. What you're literally doing is taxing my life. And, and we're like, dude, and you just want to say, dude, we are adults. We all, like, most of you have children. Like, yeah. what are you doing? This, I'm asking you to pay, like, $100 for a super fun day of golf. I just want to deposit the money so I can cut a check. What they don't realize is it's the business office is not open, Kyle, during Thanksgiving break. I'm trying to get all this stuff handled before Thanksgiving break. Oh, fantastic. Because entertaining is not cheap. No, no, it is not. Greens fees and cart fees are not cheap. No, no, they are not. No. T-shirts and booze. I used to... They're not free. Okay, okay. so uh, went to Costco. <laughs> uh, I like where this is going. Uh, you know, for for the check-in booze, uh, we do some muffins, and my mom makes these delightful, like ham sliders, where Ooh. there's uh, you know, obviously ham, Hawaiian roll. She does like this um, Steamac sliders. They sound excellent. She does this kind of like a ballpark mustard. Um, okay. And uh, and then she goes she couple different types of cheese. Um, I think she goes cheddar and Swiss. And then uh, just just to top it off, Kyle, she pretty much just douses all of them in butter and puts them in the oven for a couple of minutes. Phenomenal. And it's Pat Jordan literally uh, got to the point where he 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 like messaged my mom on Facebook and said, "Please don't take uh, take this the wrong way, but I I absolutely have to have your recipe for uh, these sliders." <laughs> it's like you know, it's like an ongoing joke. Like every time I go to his house and I show up without the sliders, he's like disappointed for a good ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, dude, this was a spur of the moment thing. Like, of course she would have been more than happy to go to the store and provide for your happiness. But, uh, we do muffins, croissants. So I have all this stuff and I make eye contact with the poor guy at the checkout line. And it's like trail mix, nature Valley bars, Mm. and like 12 handles of alcohol. Bloody Marys. I mean, we're doing mixed drinks. I got all the Coors Light. Uh, I'm probably going to pick up some claws for the people that um, enjoy those things. Prefer prefer a a nice hard seltzer, of course. Yeah. Uh, So literally the guy goes, so a big weekend. I go, yep, really big weekend. And he keeps kind of taking back. I'm like, it's for a tournament, dude. Um, But for a second there, I was thinking that, I had him snowed and thinking that <laughs> literally all that alcohol was going to be consumed over one weekend by one household. Okay. Um, who Who's to say it's not? <laughs> but uh, come Thursday, the, you, know, you know how it works, Kyle. You get them all lubed up on the golf course. Yes, sir. And then, for some of them, it becomes a pissing contest during the live auction. Ugh. And I'm Love not going to name it. I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to name options. anyone. Not going to name anyone. But you end up uh, agreeing to pay three hundred dollars for a hundred fifty dollar bottle of wine. So, that's fantastic. It's, uh, it's a fundraiser, Kyle. It's uh, for the know, kids, this, everybody. It's for the kids. I get this a lot. You know what's the uh, what's the maximum amount of mulligans I can buy? And I kind of scoff and I go, "Excuse me." <laughs> 
You can buy 20 if you want. <laughs> How badly do you want to win? <laughs> in a fundraiser, you think I'm going to put a cap? On how many mulligans you can buy? Oh, it's so good. On how many fun coupons you can purchase? <laughs> no, sir. Uh, and Tom Jackson, if you're listening, the guy bought 20 mulligans last year, Kyle. Did Tom win? They did not, unfortunately. <laughs> but he striped, oh, no. he striped a check for $400 to MHS Boys Golf because he wanted 20 mulligans. I think it's phenomenal. It's That's fantastic. <laughs> It's a fundraiser. Yeah, it's, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm it's a fundraiser. It. We've got some good stuff donated to. Holy cow. Some really good stuff. God, uh, I, just about every golf course is donating a foursome in the area. Um, I still have got to get you some passes, by the way. So Got to do I, it. I will have got those for you the week of uh, Thanksgiving before the tournament. So awesome. Bingo. Awesome. Uh, just a, a lot of the local wineries and restaurants step up, and some people just stripe an old-fashioned check. Yeah. Uh, it's dude it's 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 a ton of fun it really is and yep. uh yeah we're getting some sweet shirts made up by my uh my buddy from uh uh nick Worley. he does like a uh promotions company mm-hmm. and uh it's gonna be great great times had every year God, sounds phenomenal man i'm very much looking forward to the year where i can finally literally finally can't wait make it. Oh, can't wait awesome. can't wait for check-in because uh it's like herding cats until then. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, on that note, Boat, what another excellent episode. We're, I'm not, not to toot our own horn, bro, but I, I think I feel like we're yeah. good at this. Yeah, some of the, some of the announcers, uh, you know, they don't even say momentum anymore. They just say mo. Yeah. But we've got some, we've got some mo going. Uh Mogos. Just get a little bit better every day. It's all you can do, right, Kyle? It's, it's all we can do, man. That, that's the that's the only thing that we are here for. So got to do it. Uh, that's awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support what uh, me and Boat are doing here, I invite you to go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. Uh, very much appreciated if you could do that for us. Uh, Boat, any parting words before we say uh, bid these folks adieu? No, just uh, you know what? It's uh, we're coming up on the holiday season. Uh, tell tell your loved ones you love them. 100%. You know what I mean? Just a, just a pure message. Absolutely. I like that. Very, very well said, brother. On that note, uh, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Uh, Boat and I will be watching to see uh, what Cooch and uh, L2Can are up to on Sunday. And otherwise, <laughs> we'll be back with you next week. But until then, adios. Adios. Adios.